Welcome to episode number 270, A Motivated Believer. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle Brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe, Goose, Heck, and Scott, a motivated believer. In this episode, we have special guest, Scott DeVore. We cover topics that range from self-help, motivation and inspiration, being a believer, optimism, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Les Brown and T.D. Jakes. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. We are now on, Gabe, what is it? Amazon Music, which means we are on Audible, correct? Yes. Yes, Awesome. Sir. That's Awesome. Ooh. Love it. I love Big it. Time. I love it. Big time. Absolutely. So another step forward. And uh, anyway, so we have our old friend here, Scott DeVore. Thank you for joining us. Ben, it's been a hot minute, uh, but we absolutely love to have you on. And uh, this is probably about your fifth or sixth show uh, with the Rotated Views podcast. So um, very excited about this topic. This actually has been a request uh, maybe for the last three to six months ish came up in a conversation um came up in an email came up in a post and so i wanted to do something uh with a a fellow person who was i guess part of my initial um i guess like introduction to personal development back in 2006 scott was part of that business um, uh, Scott was part of that team, um, that Gabe linked up with, and then that's how me and Gabe linked up and <laughs> here we are, um, many years later. Um, and I'm super happy and super excited about that and absolutely grateful, uh, for that opportunity. So, uh, so we wanted to combine things. So it's titled a motivated believer. Uh, but before we get into all of that, Scott Lavore, for the folks who do not know who you are and what you do. Please let us know. Hey, thanks a lot. Hey, I, I'm thankful for the opportunity to be back. I missed you guys. I know you guys are doing big things. Congrats on all the success. Happy holidays, everybody, as we enter into this holiday season. So about me, I own a company called Devore Capital Contracting Consulting, Inc. That's 12 syllables if, you, if you're counting. <laughs> uh, we're... We're a construction and real estate company. I hold multiple licenses. I'm a licensed general contractor in Florida, also a licensed GC in California, uh, a licensed roofing contractor, a licensed real estate broker, uh, and we are also a real estate developer and a government contractor. So we do all those things primarily in Florida based out of Jacksonville. Uh, I consider myself a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I just love entrepreneurship. I do. Um, I mentioned those there's business things that I do with those services, but you know, at the heart of it, I'm just a just a diehard entrepreneur. I just love business. Um, I appreciate Jimmy Lee. We go way back many many years, uh, definitely to that that business team we were with, and just seeing the success you've had throughout your career. Um, and as an entrepreneur, I'm just uh, just uh, very proud of what you've done and accomplished. And so, thanks for thanks for having me back on the show. Absolutely, man. We appreciate it. Uh, super exciting things. Hey, listen, you know what's funny? Um, every time I, this is how impactful. Um, so I was probably, I don't know, 21 uh, when that, when I was introduced to uh, personal development and in its very formal state. Um, and it's interesting. So many years ago, right? That's what, 15 plus years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. And I still dial back. So we were such an impressionable age. Um, everything's just getting started in life. Um, and I still refer back to key principles from that time, from the, the launch of 
um, you know, I guess really learning more about myself, who I am, how I operate, and then learning success principles. Um, one thing that we, we all share, uh, uh, obviously, uh, Scott and I um, and, and my brothers are believers. And, and so this is where the, the topic came is being a motivated believer. And in a world uh, that seems to be more bizarre and chaotic as the days go on, um, you know, what does that look like? Um, how do you maintain the pace? Um, how do you, uh, you know, just, just remain a leader, um, in, in very crooked times. Um, and so let's go back to matching up what it means to be a believer. And, and when you, when you first started out, Scott, um, did you ever look at it as personal development? Uh, did you ever combine the two? Was it two separate things? Or um, when you first started out, you just kind of saw, you know, religion as one thing and you growing in that spiritual path separate from personal development? Or is it one and the same for you? Um, or did it start out one way and then it just became meshed together? Kind of talk about a little bit about your path. Yeah, yeah. So... It actually happened to me. So in 2003 um, is when I kind of really surrendered myself to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, I think I was probably saved before then, but, you know, I had a I had a had experience where I was uh, doing a lot of traveling for work and a couple of years graduated from college. And, um, you know, my, you know, through a series of events, um, I was I was always seeking religion. I wasn't really a religious person, but you know, kind of everyone has that has that desire for for um, for that. You know, whether you're a believer or not. And so, you know, just some things I was going through, just uh, in my young professional career and my personal life, and I was just seeking something. And um, I, I really I really believe I had experience with with with, with Jesus. And from there, my life completely changed. So I basically was you know gave my life to, to christ fully and um the holy spirit started doing work in me so I, I was really changing a lot of my behaviors and and things like that so at this and, and then you know recently from that time from that event is when i was introduced to a business the one that you and i would later be um connected through and I was, you know, just starting to read the Bible, and then I was involved with the business that had a very big proponent of it with, you know, personal development. And a lot of it was through a, you know, kind of a religious, um, you know, lens. So my my new, you know, personal journey, spiritual journey as a Christian pretty much happened at the same time I got introduced to personal development. And um, I'm going to jump ahead to kind of the midpoint, you know, through to, and then today, where um, at at uh, one point in my in my Christian walk and then my personal development, I felt like maybe there was a uh, you know maybe not in alignment of what was truly Christian in, in this field, and then you know I was kind of indifferent about it, and I got away from you know, the personal development side, and I was really more focused on the, the Christian, you know, scripture type side. And Jimmy Lee, you and I had a conversation about it five, six years ago, where I was trying to decide how much time I should dedicate to reading scripture versus how much time I have left over for personal development. So I kind of got away from the full personal development side. But as a business leader, you know, owning a company, and I have a, a team of people and staff, um, you know, and this was kind of a, more of a recent, I would say revelation, but a more of a recent thing. I kind of, I kind of leaned back more into understanding personal development is extremely important for me as the owner of a company with the team of people who needs me to be a better leader um, so that the company is able to grow and thrive. And so I've got more back into personal development and I'll, I'll kind of touch on some of those things that happen, but initially it was kind of intertwined. Um, and then as I've been growing as a Christian and, you know, just, just for, as you mentioned early, you know, early, just a few minutes ago about kind of the state of the world that we're in with um, the pandemics and 
all the craziness that's been happening, you know, Christians were trying to sort through what's happening in this world. You know, obviously we know we're secure in Christ, that he has a plan and he's in control of all things. So we have comfort in that, but, you know, we have to live our lives every single day and we have to still provide for our families and, and, and things like that. So, you know, I, you know, being a, owning a company and having people who have to have a payroll and I have, you know, people who rely on my company so they can, you know, take care of their families and, you know, for, for the growth I've been wanting to have for the business, I've kind of realized, like I said, I had to get back into more, you know, the personal development journey. I think, um, you know, growing up, we were kind of, we were church babies. So <sighs> growing up, just learning about the, the, you know, the life that Jesus led, and that was the example um, that we were follow and you grow up and earn you hear about the 10 commandments um you know they have golden rules instilled there and i don't know if we ever put it that it was we are developing ourselves in a separate manner saying hey that's personal development it was more of christianity balled into you know this is what it is this is how you develop as a christian mm -hmm. um as a believer uh, but when, if you were to take out, um, you know, certain items, it is a hundred percent. It's personal development. We're developing to be better versions of ourselves, uh, ultimately. Um, and obviously, um, having the faith aspect, I just think uh, it, it's, it's better because it amplifies, um, you know, obviously our results, um, and amplifies our impact, I believe anyway, um, as to who we are as a person, who we are as a leader, um, etc. So to, to, to once the personal development was introduced to me, I kind of clashed them both together. And as you said, um, the home-based business that we were involved in, it kind of did that anyway. Um, so it seemed that it was, uh, nothing was more highlighted than the other. It was uh, it kind of just works side by side. And, and to be honest with you, I think I appreciated that more than, uh, you know, being yanked. Um, again, we went to, uh, you know, like Christian, you know, day school uh, for, for kids, you know, uh, like Bible study, like in the summertime and things like that. And yes, we were, you know, uh, obviously learning about our, our particular religion, but we were obviously growing um, you know, as individuals as well and growing as leaders. Um, in fact, I remember some, you know, some, you know, Bible studies where the, the teenagers themselves were uh, teaching and so that and, and, and leading groups and leading group prayers or whatever. And you just keep it, it keeps extending where I think it's an extension of where they are. They just kind of remove the, the, the religion aspect. Um, and then as you, as you mentioned, Scott, the, the, the personal development with every industry, what happens is that it gets, it gets tainted and it gets, um, I think people just take advantage of an industry and then they kind of ruin it. Right. And then they kind right. of just like, they take it to this level where it's like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? This has nothing. You're not even trying to help. Grow. And you know, what's sad about that is that that's also in our very own religion. Right. right. Mm -hmm. uh, where you have uh, people just taking advantage of a situation um, and just for and manipulating for their own benefit. And and so unfortunately, that happens in every business. And, and I and, and I remember those conversations that me and you had some years ago uh, when you're just going back to, you know, where you're kind of fighting that actually uh, and going back and forth. And I thought it was a very interesting, mature um thought process to have and i was and i remember me myself not being there uh but then like maybe two three years later being at the same exact i guess uh crossroad uh so to speak no pun intended um and just like oh my gosh i remember scott talking about this and so what is it what why does it these things get ruined and like um and or, or do you share that belief well yeah i do so i think for me so i definitely have grown and i i'm more i don't want to say secure and in how i feel about it but i think if you just understand you know the gospel message is the gospel message it's the life the the, the death 
the the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? So, you know, when people try to blend, you know, like the the gospel message with like prosperity gospel, you know, things like that, that's not really, gospel message is just a gospel message. It doesn't need anything else. So, uh, but as people, you know, we, you know, and, and the thing, I think if you, you know, we don't, you know, we're not trying to commoditize, make Jesus the commodity. I think that's when people do that, then I think that is, um, that is, I you know, I would say that's definitely not Christian. That's anti-Christian. That's anti-Christ. So, you know, you definitely keep the gospel message, the gospel message. But, you know, as I was mentioning from my own personal journey, um, you know, owning a company, having people who, you know, depends on the company to be successful and for that company to be su- successful, I need to be a better leader myself. You know, that's, those are two separate things. Um, yeah. But, you know, being a Christian, which, uh, you know, I am, um, there are definitely a lot of um, fundamental leadership things that are taught throughout scripture. So, you know, obviously Jesus was a servant leader. So you yeah. could take that and you can apply it to yourself. So, you know, I said, like I said, I'm more secure in that now. And I'm, you know, I'm six years ahead of where I was. I think when we first had that conversation, where it was a where it was a struggle. Um, but you know, when I got into personal development, you know, that's when I started hearing these 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 phrases for the first time that just changed my life. Like, you know, they say, "Change your thoughts, you change your life." Well, as simple as that sound, I'd never heard that before, but it made yeah. so much sense. Or nothing changes unless something changes. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Like all these simple things that, you know, now being in personal development for 15 years, you know, you know, obviously heard that and many different variations of it so many different ways. But when you first hear those things, you know, I grew up in poverty. You know, my mom, you know, she was a single fam- single mom. You know, she was a refugee from Vietnam. And we didn't have a lot, especially after my parents' divorce. So I grew up in poverty. I didn't have a lot of positive people who had these qualities or introduced me to these things. So it wasn't until, you know, in my early 20s when I got introduced. And like I said, it was the same time when I started my Christian walk. So where things got a little indifferent with me is when I just wasn't sure like, hey, what is truly Christian? And then as I was growing in my faith, especially, you know, the last, you know, half decade or so, you know, you're seeing, observing everything that's going on in the world. So then you just want to, like I said, you want to make sure what what is gospel is the gospel, the gospel message itself, and then make sure nothing is taking away from the simplicity of what Jesus did. He died for our sins and we believe in him as savior then you know we have eternal life through the, through his um you know through the blood he sacrificed for us so if you know that and you're secure in that you know as a believer then you can do personal development you can be better and then you know just just you know keep keep know know what is what and um keep it separate as it needs to be if that makes sense yeah no absolutely um what so in your growth Right. Um, I think I've, I've talked about this a lot of times where it is it's bear with me as I try to navigate through the thought process where setting goals, expectations. Um, one at one point didn't match, so then led to frustration. Right. And so I was very upset with myself and, and just ticked off at myself for certain things. What I had the ability to do um, is uh, when we talk about, you know, the power of God's mercy, right? And then it was, it was a very odd, it was very odd time for me because I was, felt like I was doing well, but I just wasn't living up to my expectations. And for whatever reason, I almost held a grudge against myself. Um, And then, and then just kind of just it just hit me like a ton of bricks like you know like the forgiveness right and and then just having having that almost like loving on myself and this is part of the process can you talk a little bit about that of just loving on yourself and forgiving yourself along the way yeah for sure i mean the obviously uh you know people who are entrepreneurs and you know they start businesses or or you know, they are achievers in their careers, you know, they have 
an expectation of the the goal or the life that they want or the career that they want. Um, and then you can be hard on yourself, right? So I think when it comes down to to it, when you do your reflection, I've, everything uh, everything happens in God's timing, right? So that's yep. that's that's obviously you know so true. Uh, but in the moment, you don't you don't realize it because you want it in your own timing. So I think the thing that really balances out being a believer in personal development is you know everyone loves Philippians four thirteen, right? I can do all, I think it's for that one, the most, one of the most famous verses. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me um, yes. according to his riches and glory. So the thing that a lot of believers, or not even believers, I don't want to say a lot, I want to categorize believers in, in a generality, but everything is really to God's timing um, or his will. Yes. So God's to understand will. that. And so that was, that's the thing that people need to understand because God isn't a, a genie in a bottle, right? So we're a lot of prosperity type of doctrine that's that's not true gospel is, um, hey, it may not be in God's will, right, uh, yep. for someone to be successful. Because obviously, if you look at Christianity and you look at the body of Christ, those like in Iran, I'm not sure if you saw the documentary, like a wolves and sheep's clothing part two, but the, in Iran, that's where the documentary is based, um, the underground church, like in China, where the underground church really took off, the underground church in Iran is like blowing up, um, yeah. and it's being led by women because all the men, unfortunately, are cowards, and it's like the women are stepping up, and so there's no prosperity at all. I mean, so those those are those the the body of Christ is growing so much in an opposite type of environment than we you know have afforded to us here in the U.S. So. The will of those people, God's will isn't for them to have prosperity, right? So the thing is, it's it's always, it's whatever it is, is according to God's will. Um, so that's where I think you have to balance it out. And there's a reason I also think for struggle. Like I went through a lot of struggles. So I was a corporate guy for 15 years. I have three business degrees, I have MBA. I've really climbed up, you know, in, in the corporate realm before. Yeah. I felt led by the Lord to go in business full time. So I made that decision in 2015 and it wasn't, you know, I was like, Lord, is this what you want me to do? I've been feeling, I feel led. I was fasting. I was really kind of talking to you, Jimmy Lee, and some other believers who I was close with. And, um, you know, I felt like that's where the Lord led me. And so I made that decision, got rid of my corporate job, moved from LA to Florida and, um, and man, it, it didn't like, it, my business did not take off like fast at all. It was actually more struggles. I think I, I had struggles that I never foreseen, you know, with some people I was involved with, with some business deals who end up, you know, really um, went bad, like lost a lot of money and money was stolen from me. And yeah. so it humbled me so much. And that was the thing that I take from it, even though it sucked in the moment, but man, was I humbled. And I feel like through that humbling experience, it made me draw so close to the Lord. So even though it sucked and I really wish it didn't, you know, I, I say I wish it didn't happen, but because it did happen, I don't know if I, my relationship with the Lord would have been what it is, you know, say if, because I knew who I was before, like, you know, even though I grew up in poverty, I, I would, you know, growing up, you know, as a, as a child and as a teen and then as a young adult, I had a chip on my shoulder. So I would overcompensate it with like an ego. So I, yeah. and so I was getting early success in my career. I was making like six figures right out of college. Um, so I grew up, you know, not, not too many years before then I was living in the projects. So I had a really big change um, in like my financial situation and I could have, you know, my ego has said, it's me. Like I did it. Right. Yeah. And so that's not, that's actually not Christian. That's not, you know, that's not the way. So I knew, I, I feel like the Lord humbled me through a lot of these experiences because he, he knew me and I needed that because you look at a lot of successful people who aren't believers and they have the whole world, right? And look at them. They have trash marriages, trash relationships with their kids, or it's just, it's just garbage. It's just all worldly success. And so, you know, the, the scripture that comes to mind, what, what profits a man to 
earn the whole world, gain the whole world and lose the soul. So yeah. I'm thankful for the humbleness. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm still striving to be successful. You know, I have a small business, you know, we're a small seven figure year business and I'm trying to take it to 25 million. And so there's a lot of growth that needs to happen for us to get there. So I'm still striving, but I feel like the humbling that had happened to me through the challenges I faced, you know, the Lord did that for a reason so that when I do, you know, hit these higher levels of success, it won't be me thinking I did it. You know, I turn it all back to, to Christ for um, giving me the, the opportunity and the blessing to, to, to achieve it. So, Scott, so talking about that, do you do you believe um, getting humbled, right, is is a way that we draw closer to God? Is that is that part of or is that an intelligent way, I guess, to to, to, to approach it? Right. So because um, I'm sure there's people who get humbled and just still kind of stay away. Um, but but to get humbled and basically get knocked down to your knees, um and 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 seek God even more. Um, is yeah. is is that what you're is that what you're leaning towards? Is that what you mean when you say you got humbled and you drew closer to God? Absolutely, hundred percent. And so I think of two people. I think of um, I think of the Apostle Paul, and I'm and I think of Kanye. So uh, yeah. we'll start with the Apostle Paul. So the Apostle yeah. Paul, right? So he wrote two thirds of the New Testament. He was a Pharisee very educated person uh, he persecuted christians he killed them he had them arrested and um very proud person very intelligent so road to damascus he has experience with jesus christ changes his life and you know i i, I can't remember that i got my bible here i'd probably take me a while to find the the passages but basically in one of the epistles i believe he's talking about you know all these things right good things positive worldly tendency worldly things but apart from christ it's nothing right so you take this guy like paul and so that's i i look at that as a very humbling thing i mean most christians today are probably know jesus christ as savior because of the work and the writings that the apostle paul did and so you look at Kanye, obviously Kanye, you could say he's the goat. Um, I really like Kanye. I'm, you know, I'm not as indifferent about him if he's truly a believer or not, um, especially, you know, with his, not his recent album, but the one before that, you know, as I'm listening to it, I'm like, man, I hear the gospel message in this, um, uh, Jesus is King record. And so his newest one is different. It's more of a, a worldly thing. I'm like, I was a little, you know, I don't know how I feel about the whole entire album, but I know he restarted his uh, his Sunday services again. So uh, he did this prayer recently. I think it was just this past weekend, uh, and I didn't. I don't really seek to watch his videos, but I was watching a guy on YouTube, Ruslan. He did a did a breakdown of it, and it was a very humbling prayer that Kanye did about you know obviously he. And it's a it's a it's a you know a common thing for Kanye to do where he reflects on the worldly success, but then he'll humble humble himself where he's brought to his knees. Like he's bas basically is probably in the tabloids. It's very recent of how he wants to restore his marriage, and obviously his his estranged wife has gone on to somebody else. But um, just the humbleness in him um, is you could see he's being drawn to the Lord because you know so. That's where I feel like people definitely who have like Kanye, who's a billionaire, um, we can someone like that who has everything in the world, he can go get any any female he wants to be his companion. Um, but he knows that, you know, God's plan is for marriage and he still has a wife. He's not, you know, divorced yet and he wants to restore his marriage and he's humbling himself to the world as embarrassing as it is. And only the Lord can do that. And I feel like it's, you know, just as a, as a, as an observer, like the billions of other people in this world, looking at that, I feel like he's drawing, he's being drawn to the Lord because he's been humbled because his marriage was broken and he wants to restore it, but he's seeking the Lord because any marriage apart from the Lord is, um, is not good. So definitely the humbleness I think is what 
draws a believer to the Lord the most. I love it. Talk a little bit about um, human, maybe not necessarily human error, but the way we go about life that is, um, I guess, I guess you can say maybe not in alignment with the way, um, I guess, God's plan is, or um, you do it through um, seeking God and, you know, basically, you know, God's will versus your forced human, you know, um, ways, I guess. I, I don't know how else to explain that. And I, I guess yeah. very genuinely was back in my early days, I guess, um, starting out, um, everything felt so forced. And I know it was forced. I was forcing it, which is the reason why I was frustrated half the time and getting so frustrated and so uh, PO'd um, at myself. Uh, for certain things and not hitting certain goals. And I, I don't think I, I think I just basically think it was a, a very general misunderstanding on how life worked. I think on my end, and it was very basic, which is, is even, I get frustrated thinking about that now because I wasted so much time. Um, but, you know, obviously kind of just like, oh my gosh, but I needed that to understand a deeper thing. But what once everything, I turned everything over to, I'm going to bust my tail off. I'm going to set goals. However, please, outside of God's will, I do not want I, I, my, my goals to not attain and force things that are not of God's will. So can you talk about that? And it seemed like it's almost, you know, when they say like hitting a home run, when someone hits a home run, they don't even feel it. It just like they swing the bat and all of a sudden the ball's over the fence. Right. Where as, you know, hitting well, probably they, they, it stings their hand, but it's a great hit. I mean, it's fantastic. And it's almost like once you put it, what for me anyway, felt like once everything just gets turned over and just pr constantly praying over things, constantly seeking guidance, constantly, you know, only, you know, going things that are of God's will, not my force and checking myself. Like, is this something I personally want or is this something, you know, uh, that I should be doing? It's almost like things are coming faster um, in an in effortless way. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking back to, you know, when, you know, when we were part of the same business and we were doing personal development, there was, there was obviously um, the, I would say, I guess, expectation from people in the organization for, you know, people like me and you to, to become a better business owner to grow because yeah. then you're growing a business for yourself, but also for others. Right. So I, I remember one time and I still remember this and I'm going to get back to answering the question, um, as I, after I sidebar, um, somebody, um, asked a question or not someone, you know, saw the opportunity. Um, you could tell that they were interested. They wanted to think about it. And, you know, one of the leaders, and I was in, standing there in the circle when this conversation was happening. And the guy said, you know what? Um, you know, I want to pray about it to see if this is what, you know, you know, what God wants me to do or something like that. And the leader, actually someone who I was really close with at the time was like, his response was, well, congratulations, like congratulations. Well, then you're going to be part of the team. So then, I mean, it didn't feel like it didn't feel right when I heard that, but um, I know that person probably thought he's, you know, this was something ordained by God, this organization or whatever. But, you know, as I go back to, you know, the, when the comments I was making about, you know, God's will, yeah. even though the, the organization and, and, it, you know, for the most part was wanting to do positive things for people individually, for families, community, but, you know, maybe that wasn't God's will for that person. Right. So, yeah. um, that, that. I, that was more of um when that was said that was not a christian i don't feel like that was the the godly response the, the misappropriate response but to go back to your to your question i'm trying to remember exactly what you're asking is um you know the when you're doing something whether you're not sure if it's your your will your desire or god's will yeah it's as simple as praying for it, right? You know, as I'm rereading, kind of started back in the New Testament and 
it's like after the Beatitudes of Matthew where Jesus is saying, you know, if you ask God for a fish, he's not going to give you a scorpion or, you know, something like that. You know, if you humbly ask God for it and if it's Lord, your will, or is it my own to let me know? And then I do that all the time because I wasn't sure, you know, when I made the decision to go from corporate to starting my own business with, with nothing. Um, Cause I really wanted to know, like, I want to do this Lord, but man, please let me know if this is what you want me to do or not. You, yeah. know, you know, so, but then I think, um, you know, the Lord tells us how to pray, right. How to ask in his, and the father in his name through the power of the Holy spirit. And, and they talks a lot about fasting and, and things like that. So I did a lot of those things at the same time. So I think when you do that and you humble yourself, the Lord will let you know. And then, you know, you're in community with believers, right? So those people, you know, because God answers, you know, not always in an audible voice or very rarely an audible voice, but it's through people or experiences is when you'll know, you know, the answer that you're seeking. You know, obviously it doesn't happen when you think, you know, but it may not even be one event, but over time, I think you will know as you look back, if that was God's will or your will. Um, so, you know, it's definitely, if you, if you do the things that, you know, we're, you know, God wants us to do as believers, right? He wants us to be in relationship with them through his son, Jesus Christ. So I think if you're living that way and you're in prayer and then you fast and then you're in scripture, um, you got, you're doing, I feel like you, and for the most part, you're doing enough where if it is not in alignment with his, his word or his will, that will be known to you. Um, so I think, I think that's what you have to do as a believer when you, when, when, it, when it's that type of thing, if it's your desire as well. Yeah. I mean, I think all, like for someone who's out there probably thinking, you know, um, I pray as much as possible throughout the day, um, and sometimes it's just something is, you know, quick or sometimes it's something very deep and takes a lot of time. It just depends. Obviously I can't while I'm driving, but I'm definitely having conversation with my eyes open. But the point I'm trying to make is there's so much going on in this world. There's so many things that we're distracted by. It's, it's, it's a perfect reason why you should stay in tune through prayer. Um, to refocus yourself because it's so easy. Think about just how easily distracted you are while you're driving, um, where there's this huge billboard that you pass by. It could be fluorescent colors or something that's captivating, or someone just cuts you off, um, you know, and, and they're not paying attention. Just how many distractions you go through uh, just commuting to and from work or commuting just around town, just, you know, doing your normal business. That's how if you're na- that's how we navigate through life. It's so many different distractions um, that uh, it's important that you kind of um, pause on a regular basis to to just to be sure you're you know you're going in the right direction. Um, there was times, I mean, earlier on, I didn't pray about. I prayed probably you know uh, you know on a seldom a seldom basis on a particular thing. Thought just you know. An initial prayer was all that was needed, and, and, and in my mind, that was sufficient, not knowing that um, to grow and to make the best decisions, that had to be a continual thing. Um, do you agree with that, Scott? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, if the, you know, when you're, when you're doing that, you know, the, like the abundance of the heart, or the, the mouth speaks, or whatever, right? So, you know, the most important thing is obviously, um, you know, being, being in Christ. So the, everything above that is like bonus, but we yeah. have lives to live. We have families to provide for, we have wives and children and, you know, whatever there's just, there's life. Yeah. So when your heart is, all right, obviously I got to go to work or got to do this to whatever. Um, and you're, you're seeking the Lord or you're making you, you there's decisions or goals in life that you want to hit and you wanted to achieve them and things aren't happening the way you want or in, in the timing 
and you're you're looking for the confirmation or whatever or the, the prayer for it and i think exactly what you said is like the lord is always on your mind and every moment that you get you're you're praying about it you know you're not just dropping to your knees while you're you know on the interstate but right you know that that's the that's the that relationship where lord everything i do is for you like so there's that scripture i love it's very simple i forget what it's like whether i eat or drink um i do it and you know what that is it's a very simple i do it for the lord um, yeah so it's like everything right so think as you're as believers and you get the more you get closer in your relationship right and you're and and that's the way you go about yourself um you know the lord i think the lord will, will bless that and he will let you know um whether you're on the right track or doing the right thing or if it should be something else that's a very humbling way to to live your life um Absolutely. it's always seeking the lord and everything whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all for the lord um that, that's great man i love it so so how do you um, you have you have a team to inspire. You have a team to motivate on a daily basis. Um, so, a couple things. How do you yourself stay motivated? Um, I think you alluded to it earlier. You have goals. You have goals of where I guess you know personally you want to be, where you want your business to be. Um, what what? How do you find motivation? Do you look, seek for inspiration in other other ways? Um, and then we'll yeah. talk about. Well, it's a lot of the same old stuff, man. Yeah. Um, so I just went to a roofing conference called RoofCon. And yeah. this was in Orlando. And it was not really about nuts and bolts of roofing, but really it was like leadership. So in roofing hmm. and construction, you have a lot of, um, especially in roof sales and what we do, there's a lot of money to be made for like sales representatives. So I have a team of sales reps and that's what drives most of the revenue into the business. But because there's a lot of money for them to make, um, a lot of them unfortunately get into substance abuse, have bad marriages, relationships and things like that. So there's a tainted, tainted type of, um, you know, uh, thing about this industry. So this RoofCon convention was really leadership. Like they had like John Maxwell there Oh wow! They had, yeah, they had like um, Greg Groeschel, the dude who he's a preacher, pastor. He created the Bible app. Yeah, known has multiple churches. They had this dude named Ed Milet. It's the first conference I've been to in a long time, probably since the business. I mean, I've, I've been to other things, but yeah. not like a a weekend conference. I miss those things. Yeah, I do. So, dude, I went to that thing, and you know, John Maxwell. It wasn't a John Maxwell that was new, but just seeing him alive in person again. Um, yeah. It, it, and so the actually the biggest thing for me, just as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as the owner of my company, um, going to that, a lot of the so it's a lot of other business owner roofing business owners like me, construction business owners, and they were talking about this book all the time called Rocket Fuel by an mm. author named Gina Wickman. And I didn't I never read the book. I never even heard of it. Um, but and there was like really no specific breakouts, you know, of, you know, that talked about this book, but it was just mentioned all the time. So I, you know, I wrote it down in my notepad and um, I meant to look it up, but I, I didn't. And then a week after that convention, um, I was, um, I got introduced to this investor who was, he's from the UK, he's in his sixties now, and he's, he built businesses in his early career sold them for millions of dollars and now he only does philanthropy type work so as i as i'm meeting him because i was looking for investors for for a particular deal and that's why i was wanting to have this conversation so as we're having this conversation he asked me you know are you, you know he starts asking me about this this book called rocket fuel and i'm like wow. rocket fuel man that sounds so familiar he's like yeah man it's a great book you should read it so, you know, I've wrote, I, so then I have my say notepad that I had at the convention. Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I wrote down rocket fuel because it had mentioned, it was mentioned all the time at this convention. I'm like, I really need to read this book now. Yeah. I tell you what, man, if I didn't go to that convention and if I didn't have that conversation with the guy, I've read the book. I've read multiple books from this guy 
And really the premise of it, of uh, Gina Wickman, he wrote this, he wrote another book called Traction. So I got all the audio books and I bought the paper, the, the physical books. Oh, I thought I had, had it in front of me. And it it's what I've been looking for for a long time. It's wow. um, They have a process called EOS, Entrepreneurial Operate, Operating System, which is like the blueprint for small businesses to follow. Like everything from a simple org chart and everything. And it's not as simple as that. It is simple, but... Hearing going to that conference and everyone talking about it and having this guy just tell me about it, like I, I, I'm implementing the whole thing of how they do it into my company. I have a new COO that I hired, who was exactly the person I was looking for for day one that I started my company. So all these things are lined up because I went to this conference. Um, like I, I'm back to listening to more audiobooks, um, leadership type things like we used to do back in the day. Um, I mean, so it's, you know, so, and then in addition to, you know, six years ago when we were having a conversation, like, man, I was like, I can only read, oh, not that I can only read so much per day. Should I just only read scripture or should I read that plus another, you know, personal development book or whatever? That's what I was originally struggling with because, yeah, you know, so then like, I know you can balance it. So I got secure in what the gospel message is. So there's nothing that. I can like get um, confused about with that. And then it's okay. It's important for me to grow as a leader. So uh, for my organization and for my company and for the people who are a part of it. So anyways, uh, yeah, that's, that's my answer. Yeah, no, man, I love, I love that. I absolutely love that. So, so talk a little bit about just to kind of switch things up, kind of saying the same thing, uh, the importance of optimism um, and having that, you know, come from, you know, faith-based, I guess, uh, but being optimistic that, um, not necessarily that everything's going to turn out, you know, right. dandy, but having the, the possibilities there. And, you know, if, again, I think it's just, I'm confident because it's like, I, if it's, if it doesn't work out in my mind, I know as long as I'm doing putting in the work then and 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 putting in the work both physically and spiritually like praying about it and working about it that you know you know god's will shows up you know and and so um i think i have to have an optimistic though mindset though because if not i feel like um and i've had, had those days not every day is obviously not perfect you have those days where it kind of just seems like super dark uh in your mind um, and you're like, oh man, I don't know if this is going to work out or how can this work out? And you get caught up in the how. Um, um, so can you talk about a little bit about opti optimism yeah. and, and you tap into it? Like the, the thing that comes into my mind with optimism is joy, right? Yeah. So like Philippians, another book that Paul wrote, that book is really about joy and joy in Christ. So you got this, I think of like, I don't know if it's, if you looked up, a thesaurus of optimism and joy are the same, but that's what comes to my mind, right? So yeah. it's that is that um, you know when you're when you when you're optimistic about something, you know whether it's it's a Christian thing or not, it's just the what you're going to have a better chance to to reach it, or if you don't, you know you're going to whether you don't achieve it, you're, you're still going to feel better about it. If that makes sense. Um, sure. what I'm trying to say is, you know, if you look at somebody, um, like I saw a thing on LinkedIn about this dude who he's this motivational speaker. He, uh, he was, a, I think it was Marine and his, his Humvee ran over an IED, five people were in it, four people died. He lived, but wow. he had 70 degree burns, lost, most of his, um, his, his, like his arms and stuff like that, faceless burn up, and he's a motivational speaker, right? And the reason why he became a motivational speaker because the dude almost died, had his whole body decimated, and when he was in the the makeshift hospital with all the other wounded soldiers, he was positive and encouraging them. Where he was probably in worse shape than everybody else, and so. He was encouraging people, and a lot of people survived because of how optimistic he was. And then 
fast forward 15 years later, he's a well-known public speaker. I've never heard of any of his, of his things. I just saw him on LinkedIn, I think either today or very recently. So that dude is, he's handicapped, you know, lost his arms and legs and his half his face. And but the dude's just optimistic because of joy. I don't know if he's a believer or not, but um, that's what just comes to my mind. So when you want to achieve something, like when you're playing a sport, and so when I when I was struggling with is personal like motivation, is that really what I should be focusing on? Is my will or not? But so where I've been able to separate kind of the thought of it is um, you know, when you're playing a sport, you got a coach, they're they're being optimistic to the person shooting a free throw to, to tie the game and win it. Yeah. You know? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, you know, it's it's better to for that person to like be optimistic and cheer that guy on like you can do it than to say, Oh, you're gonna miss it again, you dummy. You know, so there is just optimism, you know. So I guess where the things I struggled with was when I mentioned how, you know, God's not a genie in a bottle and you ask for it, he's gonna give it to you. You know, yeah. is that am I being optimistic? Is that it? No, it's not. You know, I think it's a completely different thing. So um I think you will get much more out of life of being optimistic and then obviously the joy knowing who you are in Christ and Christ is our joy. You know, when you're cemented in that as a believer, um, being optimistic, not that you're going to achieve everything in life, whether you do or you don't, you still got the joy. You still got the optimism. And I think that's a better way to carry yourself than to not be optimistic. I love that. So talk. So when, when we, we both mentioned, um, I said, Oh man, I missed that. Then you mentioned how much you got out of a conference. Um, can, can you through the book rocket fuel? And then obviously it was mentioned multiple times, but it's interesting that, um, that one, that one conference created a shit, a little ripple effect. And, and I love yeah. that. And, and it was a lot of it was the camaraderie. Uh, you got around a lot of, uh, really good energy, um, right. wh- whether it was misdirected or not, it doesn't really matter. But in the law, like when I think about it now, it was just a, you're just around good energy. And, and out of that, I think, um, because intentions were good. Um, I think a lot of positive, uh, things came out of that. And so, and I think that's what we're sort of drawn to, and which is why I guess immediately said, man, I missed that. Yeah. What, what is it, what is it for, um, what, what does it mean for us to, to, to be around like-minded people and, and our success, right? Yeah. Isn't it amazing that most of the successful people, first of all, that the fact that they bought a ticket to that conference, that RoofCon, right? Yeah. Two, that they're all talking about a very similar topic. Three, with this rocket fuel uh, approach. Uh, three, that they showed up, they paid for it, they all were, I'm assuming, probably got the results that they want or are headed that in that direction, are successful. Um, what, what is that? What, and, and why is that important, that, that camaraderie, that gathering and sharing ideas, whether it's counsel, uh, whether it's just being around that energy? Why is that important? Yeah, I mean, just... Because I miss I miss it tremendously. I was so glad I went to that um, convention. And from there, I I paid to go to a mastermind group uh, that's next on next Friday, the following Friday. Like a yeah. lot of those leaders speaking from stage, they, a lot of it was on personal development. And they talked about investing in yourself. So we heard early on, 15 plus years ago, the best yeah. investment you can make is in yourself. And that's right. how we promoted people to go to the conferences and stuff they were going to. So in that business model, in all businesses where you, I look at, so there's some people I really follow um, on YouTube or whatever, like Ryan Panetti. Um, he's a dude, you should look him up if you're not familiar with him. And he, he, he's very similar to me. Uh, he's only been doing social media for a couple of years and he just really blew up from that. But he talks a lot about the personal investment in him himself and attending these you know, conferences and masterminds where they drop tens of thousands of dollars to go to yes. those things, to be around that association. And i you hear that so much where not that that's a hundred percent 
foolproof. If you do that, you'll have the growth. But nobody who is speaking from stage who has a platform of success has grown to that without doing those things, investing in themselves, going Absolutely. to conferences, going to masterminds. It's just what it is. You know, you, the, what's that saying? Because I don't know, Zig Ziglar. You're a, you're a summation of the five people you hang around with the most or whatever. I mean, That's all right. those things are so true. Um, so you can choose to do it. Not that it's going to guarantee the success, but it's fairly, it's extremely more likely it will if you associate with those, with those, um, you know, with around other like-minded people. And so I like, man, I've known that for a long time. I kind of got away from personal development, you know, like I was 15 years ago and I'm kind of making that swinging that pendulum back, um, you know, because I have a responsibility to grow as a leader, to be able to grow the company to take care of the people who work for me so they can take care of their families. So extremely important. Um, and again, you know, we were, you know, when we got introduced to it, we didn't know if, well, is it really just this type of business model that does it? And yeah, 15 years of experience and seeing it, um, it's not just that business model. And here's, uh, I'll kind of, here's something that happened to me with corporate. Um, I work for my last corporate job was for a big fortune 500 healthcare company and um they were really really into um doing like uh they had a really strong corporate culture and they would do a lot of retreats and all types of stuff where it almost felt superficial at least I, because I, you know, you and I were, we were um, exposed to things like that. And yeah. it kind of seemed like, oh man, I've, I've been, I've been here, done that. At least when I was going to it for back then, it was for my own company. And now I'm going to it for this company I really don't want to, you know, work for. Um, yeah. And it took a lot of the same principles and they were set up the same way. And I kind of had this distaste in my mouth for corporate when I left because I just wasn't, I wasn't drinking the Kool-Aid that the company was selling. And I got away from everything that was corporate America when I started my company. And six years later, I realized the reason, there's a reason why that company was making billions of dollars. It's a fortune 500, one of the top healthcare companies in the world is because of the culture and because of those, those processes and how they operated and the people who bought into it um, is what allowed it to be successful. So, in my own, so I've taken that into my own company and realized, hey, I got to, we got to do this a lot of the same things, but do it in our own way. We don't have to be exactly like them, but there's a reason why for it. And so, you know, I encourage everybody to, you know, especially like salespeople, because salespeople are like entrepreneurs is to work on personal development. Like I give people books. I had this one sales manager who had really good skills, but he just didn't have skill with people. So I load him up because I still have hundreds of books from the old days that, uh, because I used to hand them out to everybody and I still have so many of them still left. So I loaded that dude up with all these books to read. Unfortunately, he's not with the company anymore. He just wasn't the right person. Going to the conferences and being around like-minded yeah. people that, um, what, what, so, so for me, what happens is you get so caught up, you get so caught up in your own stuff, let's just say, and we call that stuff life, and you get so caught up in the goals, you get so caught up in the way things are running and the customers, and then you got the family life and everything, it's somehow, it's, it's, it's you, your life. And when you go to these things, it almost, re it, it gets you back into alignment. Yeah, um, it sure. puts back into perspective because you can get so lost in the sauce with your own little life. Um, and, and then you hear, uh, you hear a bunch of things. Either you get challenged uh, because someone's smoking you and you, you're not as bad to the bone as you probably thought you were, or maybe you're doing a lot better and, you know, it humbles you in a positive way where you then become more grateful uh, for the things that you do have and the progress that you are making. Um, and it's just a combination. It's just like that, that mixture, that milkshake of uh, emotion, but it, in a very positive way. And then you just get that good vibe um, that, you know, you're doing the right thing. But again, 
then they give tips and 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 you know cutting edge information that can you know be a launching pad to project you into uh you know to take you to the next level um so it's 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 a it's a combination all that and what's crazy it's almost like one of those little five-hour energy drinks it's just like it's like boom it's just it's 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 a weekend of all that and you just get mashed over the head with it but you have time to digest it but it's it's i think you need that um because you need that re-energy you need to charge your battery back up as as we used to say um and you need to be around those that 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 energy because sometimes it's true when you're out and quote the field you feel like you're by yourself right it's like you and then just your customers it's almost as how it seems and then apparently you know every once in a while your competition shows up you see their billboards or whatever their commercial or their trucks pass you by and you're reminded that there's competition out there but other other than that you feel like you're by yourself until you go to these things yeah it's so worth it i mean i don't know if anyone ever says this or maybe we used to say it 15 years ago was you're going to hear something that's going to make you like a million bucks or maybe we said something like that i don't remember but you do You, you you'll definitely get something from it it's so worth the investment if anything it's just good to kind of get away from you know the day-to-day and the family get a little break to 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 go to a weekend type of conference or expo like that um highly encourage for whatever industry or business that you're in to find something there's there's got to be something out there um and then even not even from a business perspective know that there's a lot of christian type conferences that are kind of on personal development and leadership um you know i'm sure there's some that are not so great, but I'm sure there's some that are pretty good that even if you're not an entrepreneur or someone who needs the personal development to grow your business, but to grow yourself, there's plenty of opportunities or options out there if you're looking for it that you can find. I love it, man. Thank you so much. Um, is there anything you know that we didn't cover that you wanted to touch base? Is there a last minute message uh, that you would like to share with our audience? Um, I just, uh, you know, before anything is, you know, I'm a, you know, sinner saved by grace. I know a lot of people say that, but, um, that joy in Christ, everything else is, is bonus. You know, that that's the way I, I see it, but you know, we have lives to live. We have families to provide for. So, you know, Jesus is coming back. That's what he said. But until then, you know, we got the food on the table and stuff like that. So it's okay to work on yourself as a believer um, to improve, especially if you have other people who you're responsible to making sure that they earn an income. Um, so you, you, sh- you owe it to yourself and to them to, to improve as a leader and to, you know, um, grow, you know, grow by, you know, getting education and, attending conferences and, and all those things. So I would just encourage, I know I struggled with it for a while. If, if it was really Christian or not, if it was my will, not God's will, but you know, six years later from when I was really not, not really sure what I should be spending my time investing my time into, I would say, um, being secure in who I am in my, in my walk with my Lord and savior. Um, it's okay to work on yourself, especially when you have, you know, all those things, like I mentioned that you're responsible for. So that's what I'll leave you with. And thanks again. I really appreciate good, good catching up with all you guys, seeing everybody goose and Hector and Gabe, you know, Gabe and I go way back before you, Jimmy Lee. Um, so, uh, good seeing all you D's man. I really love you guys and appreciate what you're doing and keep up, um, all the success. How can how can um, how can folks reach out to you? Get a hold of you? Yeah, my main website is devorecapital.com. Uh, D-E-V-O-R-E. I have an Instagram, Scott Free Devore. You can hit hit me up on there. I'm, I'm going to be much better with my, all my socials. I'm actually hiring somebody uh, for that in video. That hopefully we get um, up and running pretty soon. I got a couple of Facebook pages for my different services for roofing, divorce capital roofing, general contracting, real estate. Um, so anybody listening, if you're 
in in the Northeast Florida area, you need roofing or construction or real estate services, hit me up and we can help you out. I love it. All right. Awesome. So uh, we like to wrap things up with quotes. And the first one is by TD Jakes. Destiny is not for comfort seekers. Destiny is for the daring and determined who are willing to at times endure some discomfort, delayed gratification, and go where destiny leads. Second one by Les Brown. The limitations you have and the negative things you might internalize are given to you by the world. That thing that empowers you, the possibilities come from within. A motivated believer. In this episode, we have special guest Scott DeVore. We cover topics that range from self-help, motivation and inspiration, being a believer, optimism, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Les Brown and TD Jakes. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>